Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Bully, and with me is Tony Abbott. We are both of zonecoverage.com. Tony, how you doing today? Joe, the most amazing thing happened to me today. What's that? I told you that I was okay. Ooh, okay then. Pretty, pretty amazing. And here, I thought you were going to tell me you bought new socks. Nope, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not ready for that sensory overload. <laughs> uh, uh, your, your wife saw me with long hair and a beard for the first time. Yeah, she was, uh, she was impressed. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good flow. I, uh, I think so I mentioned did, on it on Monday's show, but, uh, but I've got, I've got that flow going. How hard did you work to actually grow all that out? How hard it does. You don't have to work hard, Joe. <laughs> it's literally so, the easiest thing you can do. It's, it's, uh, it's not even like, it's not even like toenails where it's like physically painful at some point to let them grow. Yeah. Oh, gross! And I just got. Uh, but I haven't. I have. I've been letting those bad boys grow out as well. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna change the topic because that's long toenails are disgusting. <laughs> uh, whether yeah, that I'm I'm done with that topic. Uh, <laughs> Comet Neowise is uh, visible over this uh, you know night sky now. Uh, have you had a chance to get out and do a little stargazing at the comet that's passing by? No, I didn't even know there was a comet passing by. Didn't send an RSVP, nothing like that. The hell, man! You you haven't been paying attention? No, jeez, no. Man, is that even something like that would be up your bag? Like I I I, I remember when Halebot went by, and I was like trying to get my telescope out, which which was a garage sale one that didn't work, but I was trying to view all of that. Um, and, uh, I thought that was cool when hail went by in like 97 and, uh, I have not gotten out a chance to actually witness Neo wise yet with, uh, with, a, with anything. I haven't just gotten out because I'm usually recording, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that, uh, when you see those celestial events, like a transit of Venus or, you know, a, a solar eclipse, a lunar eclipse, or even a comet going by, I think it's pretty damn cool. I took an astronomy class in college because uh, it was a science requirement, and I thought astronomy was going to be, like, it was going to probably be the easiest one to, to get through. Um, and was I got less than half the points total in the class, and I somehow managed to scrape by with a D-. minus. <laughs> <laughs> an F plus, you say? I I can't I can't tell whether it was just like a pity thing or a, I don't want to have to see this guy again. I mean, what did they talk about in the class? I don't, Joe. I got a D minus in it. <laughs> I and I'm telling uh, you, I didn't even deserve it. Probably not. Um, you know, it kind of looks like the the eye of the Minnesota wild logo as it's streaking through, even though it's a comet, not a star, but still. Nordy streaking. What? Right. Yeah. Nor- no, 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 Nordy streaking going up through the quad. Anyway, sorry. sorry for, sorry for goofing around here. Goofing around. Yeah. 
Uh, today on today's show of Locked on Wild, we want to talk about the Vancouver Canucks and not necessarily getting into the the series breakdown yet, but we do want to talk about whether or not the Vancouver Canucks are the Minnesota Wild's most hated rival. I posted that uh, that question on Twitter, on our Twitter account the other day, and uh, I got a couple of people with some hits. I know that there's some real diehards out there that still think that Chicago is one, and, and certainly I know that currently they might be one of our more hated rivals. But uh, I think this is a good topic to discuss now that uh, considering the Wild are, are in the postseason, well, some semblance of the postseason against the Vancouver Canucks, and, and when the Wild faced them last, uh, they ended up defeating them after roaring back from a 3-1 deficit to win in Game 7 and ultimately move on to the Western Conference Final. All right, we'll get into that here in just a short little bit, but I do want to talk to you first about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the online family business store that's been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have uh, auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks and have it all delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to use. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked On Wild. We're, it's Joe and Tony here. We're guiding the ship. We were talking Vancouver Canucks and whether or not they are the most hated rival in the last 20 years of uh, really the Wild's existence so, Tony, I'm going to ask that question here for you. I mean, is this – I know that they were once a heated rival, but uh, do you think that's even up for debate, really? No, I, I think they're I think they're pretty well out of the picture. You kind of okay. have to be of a certain age to uh, to, to be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really up for hating the Vancouver Canucks. And, and some of that was in, uh, what was it, 2009, 2010, when uh, Matthias Olhan, like – baseball swing swung at uh miko koivu's leg and snapped it um like that's certainly a a big moment there but other than that like you you really find nothing except for the uh series that they had in 2003 and and you know that one did have a lot of uh i uh of of bad blood uh, particularly between uh minnesota fans and uh todd bertuzzi he's kind of the face of of that series (laughs) Absolutely was the face of that series. Um, you know, he was the ultimate antagonist, the ultimate uh, bully, tough guy out on the ice. And uh, I think he was also into, like, talking some serious crap right before Game 7 and the Wild ended up coming No, game. before Game, uh, I oh, think after be- Game 4. Was it? Okay, it was yeah, Game 4. Yeah, because uh, what, what the story is is, uh, is Todd Bertuzzi, after uh, Vancouver wins in uh in game four to go up three one in the series. Todd Bertuzzi, the story goes, is passing by 
uh, Minnesota Wild fans who are like lining up to uh, to get tickets for Game Six, and Todd says to them like, "Hey, don't bother. There's not going to be a Game Six. You're not. You're wasting your money and uh, time." So uh, of course Minnesota wins Game Five, brings it back for Game Six, wins that both of those games in blood fashion, and then wins Game Seven three to two, I think. Yeah, that was uh, certainly one of those. You know, Bertuzzi certainly is the face of that, but that team did feature quite a bit of uh, of players that were easy to hate. Obviously, this was a, a 22-year-old Sedin twins, and they were, they were just kind of getting going. Um, you know, 17 goal, or I'm sorry, 14 goals by Daniel and eight goals by Henrik. And, you know, they certainly weren't nearly as a factor as, let's say, like Marcus Naslund at that point. But, mm. uh, that, you know, because the Sedins were, you know, still fairly young and um, as that rivalry kind of progressed, they got really good. Well, that so, was part of it too. Like uh, they had, a, they had. You're kind of, you're kind of glossing over it. They had Marcus Nasland in his prime. They had Brendan Morrison, who was a yeah. who was a real good player in his day, in his prime. They had Todd Bertuzzi. I think I, I think we might forget how good Todd Bertuzzi was, because after the Steve Moore incident, um, which uh, which was was a crime committed on the ice, right? Um, after that, like it, for whatever. Uh, you know, reason like uh, by the time he came back from the lockout, right? He was he was thirty years old, and we've seen power yeah. forwards kind of go off the cliff then. But especially enforcer types like him as well. But that was a peak Bertuzzi year. He had forty six goals that yeah. season, ninety seven points while racking up a hundred and forty four penalty minutes. Like say what you will about Bertuzzi, uh, he was he was a damn good player. Uh, at uh, at at this time, and uh, like I said, he was at the peak of his powers. Marcus Naslin again was super mm-hmm. good too. He was coming off a one hundred and four point season, and then uh, and then Brendan Morrison was was pretty strong as well with seventy one points of his own. Yeah, and I talked about Berduzzi being passed, but they also had, you know, the 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 Matt Cook, was, baby was, Matt Cook. Yeah, I mean, twenty four year old Matt Cook. I mean, that was also kind of around the same time that he was uh, being, you know, running around and being a, a, an idiot out there. Obviously, Matias Olin, we, we know what happened with him later on, much later with uh, with Miko Koyabu, but also Brad May. And just, like, they had a lot of muscle and, uh, and was led by Bertuzzi just pushing the much smaller and um, and clearly not as talented Minnesota Wild, but the, the, the Wild somehow was able to get some decent goaltending from both Dwayne Rollison and Manny Fernandez in that series to uh, to get it to seven games, and uh, they just kind of took over from there. Yeah, so uh, like that was that was that was a really good team that uh, that Vancouver uh, put out, but uh, but Minnesota did stop them, and a lot of it was on the uh, on the back of Dwayne Rollison, who was just mm-hmm. outstanding in that series. I, I always wonder, um, I think Avalanche fans have maybe gotten over 2003, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't really like talk to Vancouver Canucks fans per se. So I don't know how much that sticks in there because they had a team that was really primed for, uh, for, you know, real had some cup contending ability there. Um, 
And, uh, you know, once they finally got to the cup and was it 2011 and lost to Boston, I mean, I think I was cheering. Uh, that's how much I hated Vancouver at that time, too, that I was actually cheering for Boston to beat them. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that Vancouver has had uh, some, I, I guess, rougher goes of it in the playoffs, some more heartbreaking stuff uh, when it comes to those like uh, those peak like Sedin teams at the at the mm-hmm. start of the the 2010s like those were those are really great teams as well uh, probably better than uh, than these teams honestly as as good sure. as um as good as players like Bertuzzi and Nasland were but um yeah no i mean this is certainly one that uh, that kind of got away from them especially since you know we know how the rest of this playoffs turned out too where you know they would have played Anaheim in the conference finals, and, and maybe Jaguar would have had a 983 save percentage or whatever it was <laughs> if he was playing against uh, Vancouver, but somehow I think not. Right. He got a Marcus Naslin, and he got a couple of young Sedins. And again, there's more than just that. Uh, no, I mean, none of those guys were really scoring in this series either. I think I think the Ed Jovanovsky had five goals from the blue line, but other than that, no one had more than two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morrison had seven points in seven games, so did Naslin, uh, but just two and one goal uh, for them, respectively. Todd Bertuzzi, you know, for his uh, for his smack talk, uh, just had 15 shots that entire series with one goal and one yeah. assist. The, the Wild did a pretty damn good job keeping him in check, and actually, if I remember right, I think uh, Gabrick actually went off pretty well in that in that series. Yeah, easily the best player on the ice. Uh, he uh, he led the he led uh, the series. Yes, he led the series with twenty four shots, and uh, and he scored five goals, added six assists. Uh, was was a true terror. On, this might have been like the best we've ever seen Gabrick play at least mm-hmm. on uh, definitely on a playoff level. Absolutely. Um, you know, it now that the Vancouver Canucks are going to be facing off against the Minnesota wild this year in the qualifying round, it does harken back to that, those old Northwest division days where it seemed like every other night because they were division games, you're up, you know, the games were starting eight 30, um, And you were facing, you know, the Ryan Smiths, the Jerome Ginlas, the, the Marcus Naslins, uh, when they were really, really good team, uh, good players on, on decent teams, you, you had Mika Kiprasov, you had Dan Cloutier, you had, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, the Edmonton, the, uh, the, the Edmonton goalies, I think, cause they kind of cycled through those, but, but, you know, there was a lot of hate in that Northwest division and Colorado was the only other American team, I think in that one as well. And, um, I'm excited to kind of harken back to those days a little bit, just because, like I said, I, I still look at the Vancouver Canucks and still don't have uh, a whole lot of um, like towards them. I mean, they've got Brock Besser, they got a Pedersen, and they've got some players that uh, you can respect and how good they are or could be. But uh, I still, I, I can see that logo and I just, I cringe because I really don't like the Canucks. <laughs> it should be fun because Canucks Twitter is uh, is psychotic. <laughs> They are psychotic for sure. It's uh they're 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 really into their Canucks. Uh so uh that that'll be that'll be fun to uh to watch the uh the depth of depravity that's gonna come out of uh <laughs> Vancouver Canucks Twitter. Um yeah, uh as for as for the team, like I don't know how much rivalry bait there's going to be in this uh in this series because 
Vancouver's a pretty skilled team, at least in terms of the players who are like doing the moving and shaking for them. Mm-hmm. When you look at uh, what Vancouver was doing in 2003, you had Todd Bertuzzi, who was a 95-point player. You had, um, you had oh, Matt Cook, who was a 40-point player mm-hmm. at that time, you know? You had like really hateable villainous types, um, yeah. and, and and you know who is that? I guess Vancouver has some in like Antoine Roussel, who uh, who people don't like very much in Minnesota. Um, no, maybe like a couple it. more, but I don't know. Like they're they're, they're like Vancouver's uh, tough guys, irritating guys, pest guys. They mattered in two thousand three. I don't think they matter now. Yeah, probably. Um, they certainly don't matter now, and uh, I think they certainly have less of a, a feature, a prominent feature. The NHL, even just going back now, that, those twenty years was was incredibly different. Like the, the tough guys, the big tough guys like a Bertuzzi certainly could excel. Where uh, you know he probably would be successful today, but certainly some of those other players, like you wouldn't see a Brad May, you wouldn't see maybe an Oland or. or I mean, it's a it's a skating league now, right? Like this yeah, was this was yeah. the the peak of the clutch and grab era, and you know you could have some. I mean, like someone like Bertuzzi today. Like if you brought Bertuzzi from two thousand three into the NHL today, like I think that he you know would be successful, but I don't think it would be as successful just because like it's it's he'd be able to still physically dominate people, but it's more of a skating league now. Okay. Well, we're going to get into in the next segment more about this rivalry and whether or not it actually matters from the, you know, a decade ago. So uh, stick around. You're listening to Locked on Wild. Welcome back to Locked on Wild. This is Joe and Tony from ZoneCoverage.com guiding the ship. Again, welcome to anybody that is brand new to Locked on Wild. We are a daily podcast. We do shows every Monday through Friday about the Minnesota Wild and Minnesota Wild-centric things. So uh, we're glad you joined us. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll carry you through the uh, however long the postseason goes, as well as into the offseason when we get into uh, the draft and free agency for, you know, the, the month of October, which is going to be really weird to not actually talk about hockey starting back up at that time. So, uh, all right, Tony, um, my question to you then is, you know, obviously I have a hatred for the, the Vancouver Canucks and it'll be kind of nice, but do you think that, out of the last 20 years, out of the entire lifespan of the organization that is the Minnesota Wild, do you think that they're the most hated rival? No, I definitely don't think that. Uh, I think that I think that they had a, a peak, maybe two, with the Olin Slash and with uh, with a lot of people really hated that Canucks team in mm-hmm. like the 2010 range. Uh, I don't even really know why, in retrospect. I don't know if it was like a, a weird thing about like the Sedines, people not <laughs> liking the Sedines. Um but um yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I guess I guess I, I guess your contenders are really either Chicago or uh or Colorado. And here's the thing with Chicago. Uh I think, you know, Minnesota fans might care about Chicago. Chicago does not care about you. No, they do not. Not, not at all. Where I'm at with it. Uh it's just like I don't know. Do you have a do you have a rivalry with like your your six year old brother who you play basketball with and you dunk on him all the time? Like, I'd say him, he probably hates you, but 
right, yeah. You, you're just like, yeah, this is really fun. I'm dunking on my my six year old brother. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't see that being much of a rivalry. I mean, I know we don't like Patrick Kane or we don't like Jonathan Taves and that stupid Fratelli song, um, but. I don't think Chicago cares. They don't care about the wild at, at, at no point. I do. I think that the, the Blackhawks really thought like this team is something to be worried about. Um, and I don't think the wild have actually ever been up to their level. And there's, I mean, there's a couple times during the regular season where they were super competitive, but when it came to playoff season, I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't see that they worried about it that much. This might be a controversial take, but I think the only team that you could really say has a rivalry with Minnesota is Colorado. Can you make another argument? No, I I agree that there's probably a good rivalry there. Colorado, obviously, we with the, the couple playoff series wins that uh, the Minnesotas had, as well as um, you know, they're the two captains have hated each other, um, as well as you know the Patrick Waugh thing is you know and and his history with the team. Um, kind of rekindle that when he was the head coach as well and and I then guess- there was the 2003 run where where minnesota knocked off colorado in that <laughs> series um there was a 2006 2007 i think um when uh or 2007 2008 uh i don't know colorado met minnesota in the playoffs again yeah, and, uh, yeah and colorado Andrew- knocked off minnesota um, that was the Andrew Burnett series actually when he came back with the avalanche <laughs> um and, and like I, I think that I think that people want there to be rivalries with other people. Like they really want that Winnipeg rivalry, and it's just not there yet. It's not there yet. Um, the one season or the one playoff series that they had, uh, Winnipeg just kind of like walked Four. up and down uh, Minnesota's face, basically, uh, just <laughs> absolutely destroyed them. Um, Chicago uh, kind of destroys Minnesota on a regular basis. Even with St. Louis, like you could <laughs> probably argue that there is a rivalry, just that they've played recently in the playoffs a couple times. But at the same time, like I, I don't know, like how many, how many, how many Wild fans do you know just hate the Blues? Like maybe they hate Jake Allen, right? But right. I mean, I think we talked about this when it was potentially the Blues getting rumored to be. It really wasn't even a rumor, but potential for a winter classic opponent. And um, I think most people are like you, that there's there's just nothing that's like out there that like, yeah, fans are really like there was the Steve Ott thing during the playoff series. But it wasn't like there was a lot of like hatred and wild fans don't care about the blues. No, they, they just don't. don't. They care about Dallas way more than the blues. Yeah, that 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 could be one. But even then, like the one playoff series it's that they so had. It was Minnesota had a couple of moments where they looked good, but that was over in six games, and uh, and and Dallas didn't break too much of a sweat dispatching them. So, yeah, I no. think I think Colorado is the only one where uh, you can you can really say that there's a rivalry. So, do you think that going into this postseason series that? that they'll try to take advantage of, of like some sort of old rivalry at all. I mean, I know that like games for the most part between Vancouver and, and the wild, I think they do remain heated 
that's not to the level it used to be. And I certainly don't know if the fans care as much, but um, do you think that there's, there could be some sort of hearkening back to the old days of, of, of that Northwest division rivalry at all, or is it just going to be forced and fake when we watch these games kind of come along and they're just going to try to play to win? Um, so maybe, maybe there's some residual stuff from Miko Koifu, you know, uh, he didn't play in that series, but like he has played Vancouver throughout the years and, um, and, and, you know, he probably doesn't have very much love for Vancouver, but other mm-hmm. than that, like, no, I, I, I don't think so. Like what's, what's there? Um, you know, Parise, before he was in Minnesota, he was in New Jersey. He wasn't playing Vancouver very much. Um, I did, uh, did Nashville and Vancouver ever meet in the playoffs? Would Ryan Suter have ever met, uh, Vancouver in the playoffs? I don't think so. That it's possible. Um, Eric Stahl, Carolina, Eastern Conference, definitely yeah. not. So, like, who would even have, have, have faced Vancouver in the playoffs? I, I Maybe don't know. a Dubnik, but Edmonton never made the playoffs. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, it is. Yeah, the uh, I I do think like maybe fans of a certain age might might find some joy in beating up on Vancouver, and, and certainly I I will too. But uh, I think that if if you see like the highlight package of the two thousand three series, and and the announcers try to bring that up, I do believe that it's it's going to be tried this this forced rivalry that just it was heated at one point. We need a story. Right. And I just don't see it, it, it happening this time around. Um, certainly things could change. They do have Antoine Roussel um, and he is a pest, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see it necessarily becoming a, a big thing unless uh, it's a fairly even series and then it gets, and it gets super physical, but I don't know. I think this is going to be more of a scoring and a skating affair than anything. Mm-hmm. All right, that's probably going to do it for us today. Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at OhHiTony. You can find my work at zonecoverage.com slash wild. You can follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15. That's J-O-E-B-O-U-1-5. And you can follow my work on Fridays at zonecoverage.com. That's going to do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked on Wild and also follow us at Tony and JoeBoo15. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild. And be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day.